Hi and welcome to another episode of the Getting Things Done podcast from GTD Nordic. I'm Morten Drövik and I'm still here with my friend and colleague Lars Roskil Hendriksen. Nonni Lars. Hi <laughs> Morten. Good to be back with you and looking forward to sharing another episode of GTD Nordic podcast with our listeners. If you have not listened to this podcast before, um, we hope to help you become even better GTDers or learn GTD by listening to these episodes, helping you become more productive, getting a better overview of all of your commitments and be better at, at staying present with whatever you're engaged in both at home and at work. And we hope that you find these episodes valuable regardless of how experienced you are with GTD. Um, and we always like to refer you back to episodes one through six if you're looking to learn more about the basics of GTD. Yes, and this episode is an interview episode where you have interviewed uh, Yuka Bachmann. That's correct. Yeah. So this episode was recorded because we were talking about a recent article in the New Yorker, which claimed that GTD wasn't needed because organizations should really manage the work rather than the individuals. And um, as GTD practitioners, partners, we we of course see a, a constant growth of GTDers out there. So both from a numbers perspective, but also from our experiences, didn't really make a lot of sense. Um, mm. Organizations can certainly be better at structuring work with their employees, but GTD is absolutely needed. Uh, on an individual basis to manage and do all this stuff. So um, articles like this, uh, these they, they come up from time to time, and there are some common misconceptions across uh, them. Um, they don't understand GTD or misunderstand parts, um, sometimes intentionally, perhaps to promote their, their own field. So we thought it would be useful to equip our listeners with some standard perspective to keep in mind when you come across um, news like like these from, from colleagues or blogs, news sites, whatever it might be. So I invited Yuka to join us for a talk about these, and that's today's episode. And now, our special guest. I'm here with Jukka Bachmann, partner and managing director of GTD in Finland. Jukka, welcome to the GTD Nordic podcast. Thanks, Lars. Thanks for having me. Could you please tell the listeners a bit more about who you are and what you do? Uh, so, I'm Jukka Bachmann. I train and coach GTD in Finland. I originally stumbled upon GTD in, I think, 2002, completely by accident. <laughs> and uh, long story, very short, uh, became certified GTD trainer in 2015 or 16, I can't remember. And a couple of years ago, I uh, started my training in becoming a GTD coach. Very cool. And um, I've invited you today because a topic came up that you were very passionate about. I believe it was triggered by the article in the New Yorker called The Rise and Fall of Getting Things Done by, by Cal Newport. So we wanted to talk a bit about this and, and similar opinions, articles, etc., where they sort of missed the mark on GCD in, in one way or another. And it really came back to to more like, you know, why I didn't quit GCD. I think that was what what you came up with as a sort of a working title for this this episode. Um, some people out there are really struggling to make GTD work. And instead of learning how to apply the process, they'll say that GTD doesn't work. But for us, obviously, um, it does work. So we wanted to walk through some of these misconceptions. Um, is that a fair summary of where this came from? That sounds about right. Yeah. 
All right. Before we dive into this topic, I'll start us off with a completely unrelated personal question that I just have to get out of the way so I can stay present with our current conversation. Is it true that Finnish PhD students receive a sword and a top hat when they graduate? Oh, yeah, they do. They actually do. How yeah. awesome is that? <laughs> you don't get those in Denmark. <laughs> it, uh, you know, it's clear that if I should ever aim for a PhD, I'll have to see how I can get one in, in Finland. That is uh, that is really awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh, I don't know why that is uh, probably because we're not a monarchy, so we don't have a knighthood anywhere. Mm. So it's nice to grant swords nice. somewhere. So now with that exceptional piece of trivia out of the way, we'll go back to the original topic. In our email exchange, um, you know, several common misconceptions came up. So we, like I said, we thought we'd walk through them one at a time. First of all, you know, the rise and fall of getting things done in the New Yorker. Um, I thought maybe it'd be worthwhile if you could maybe recap it for the GCDers out there that that didn't come across it, what it's about and, and where you saw some, maybe some of the misconceptions that we, we originally talked about. Uh, so basically, the article, uh, w- which was written by Cal Newport, uh, had a, in my opinion, somewhat misleading title: "The Rise and Fall of Getting Things Done." And the article, it's a fairly good article in itself, uh, talking about uh, people's problems with productivity in general, but missing the mark on the subject. Uh, meaning that it doesn't actually address getting things done as a methodology per se. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what, if we were to to highlight some specific parts of it or how it in general misunderstood GCD or where it went wrong, what would you, what would you focus on there? Um, I think the biggest problem with uh, bringing up GTD in this context is that uh, it gives the impression that there's something inherently wrong in getting things done, that it for some reason does not work, uh, that it's past its prime or, or the world has changed so much that the principles of the methodology do not apply any longer. Hmm. Uh, whereas I've seen and I'm sure you as well, we haven't seen anything that would uh, imply hmm. something like that happening. Yeah, exactly. And I do remember, so so before we started recording, I also just reread the the article and it's it's interesting to see how, you know, he, he focuses, in, focuses in on an issue that is is present out there, meaning that it can be a, a challenge to be, a, you know, um, productive on a personal level with all the challenges that comes in an organization with the amount of emails, meetings and all that stuff. But that's really where GCD helps people, not that it takes anything away from GCD at all, just supports them in managing their life in organizations. And his point about organizations can do much better in actually helping their workers be more productive. They can be very productive with GCD and even more so with an organization that understands the principles and can actually help them and work in this way. I would have to agree, yes. 
And he also, you know, he states that, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, how to how to manage this. Uh, I, I underlined a few of these things. It must be connected to a system that we can study, analyze, and improve. So he doesn't really say that you don't need GCD. He says that it does not, you know, it's not enough to stand on its own. And we would, of course, disagree with him there. But it's just, it's a it's a system to support you in in all of this. And and I think in the end, what he is trying to suggest is to have a more shared approach to managing all the tasks so we don't overload individuals or people with with too much work but that really again comes back to a project list so having a clear project list with all the stuff that you know is going on uh, that you can maybe share with people and i i think we're starting to see that in in several organizations um it's a it's a it's a um it's an art to to create this shared product list, but it's you know it can be really helpful where where people are starting using things like Planner, for example, Microsoft Planner, to get that shared overview. It does not mean that you don't need still a projects list. You just need to take those onto your own list and figure out the next actions on those. That's still how you get to move things things forward, or at least that's what I would say if <laughs> if people were asking me about the article. I don't know if that resonates with you. Uh, it resonates completely, and. Um... I think that especially after the beginning of the pandemic, uh, people have been uh, looking for tools that would allow them to see how their team, which is now working remotely, is doing under the Mm. given workload that they have at the moment. And that's actually something that most people have been missing. They, Mm. They can't present to their team leader that these are the items I'm working on now. So they have to mm. come up something really quickly instead of yeah. just going through the project list. And uh, I know that some people would like to see some kind of metrics there so that mm. there would be something that they could measure people's um, workload per se. But uh, as long as we are not um, robots, Mm. Uh, meaning that we are humans and we are dealing with items that humans deal with. It's actually really hard to create that metric. So you would have to rely on that, uh, what you have at the moment. And I, I think the projects list is actually the best meter for capturing all the workload you have at the moment. Mm. Yeah, and 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 reversing that probably if the workload was able to be measured in such a direct way, that work would probably be be taken over by robots already. You know, if, yeah, if it was yeah. able to change in that way, um, you know, it, it that probably would be the case. I also noted from the article that you know he talks about Merlin Mann, how he used the systems in the uh, you know starting in I think two thousand three or four maybe um, started to use it, went away from it in in twenty eleven, um, but then later on the article says that Merlin Mann he doesn't use the full GTD system, but he remains a fan of David Allen, um, and and it's just that he really uses just GTD for a different world now. So it's not that he does not use GTD, it's just that he has a different job now with very fixed uh, timelines. He does his podcast, he does, uh, you know, he just needs it for grocery list and some more longer term thinking. He still empties his brain, he still has his inbox uh, zero. So it, it really was, I think, a case of, you know, some 
headline writer that that wanted to to grab everyone's attention at least in the gcd world uh, certainly certainly managed to to do that um and i think also cal newport uh, on his blog he really clarified uh, and i'm quoting here now it's not however really about david allen's productivity system which long-time readers and listeners know i really admire it's instead about a deeper question that i hadn't heard discussed much before why do we leave office workers to figure out on their own how to get things done so yeah it um I think really in the end, uh, we, we are still very much aligned in how GTD could support people in this. And, and really maybe the, the headline was, was more sensationalistic than, than it really had to, had to be. Um, we also, as you know, as we talked further about this, a uh, few common threads came up that you were kind enough to summarize. And, and I thought we could walk through them and, and clarify as we go along. Um, the first one was uh, what you referred to as a misunderstanding based on non-official information or lack of studying. Could you maybe elaborate on that? Uh, certainly. Um, so this is something that um, if I think about the first few years, when I started to use GTD, uh, I initially, when I started, I didn't read the book. I relied mm. solely on information that was available online, specifically a manual that some fan of GTD had written for the Palm PDA, how to mm. get things done on your Palm PDA. <laughs> You're dating yourself on this, Yuka, but yeah, I guess yeah, you already yeah. did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every everyone knows what's a Palm PDA. Yeah, <laughs> so uh, way before smartphones, and um, so basically, the way I started out without any kind of official information led to some misunderstandings. And later on, when I got the book, I think a year or two after I had started to implement the basics, I had lots of really deep, um, I would say, face-palming moments mm. with the book as I understood that the uh, things that I had felt weren't actually really working for me were just my misunderstandings of what someone else had written about GTD. So mm. when I got to the real source, uh, most of the problems waited away and uh, even more so when I deepened my understanding of the mm -hmm. methodology. And I think this uh, this was on one of the other bullet points that you mentioned was, was most free or unofficial information is biased, uh, as these are usually personal tweaks that might work for the individual, but usually not applicable elsewhere. So I think that that's that's probably closely related to what you just said. Yeah, and um, back to that point, even um, if we go back to the article or the naming of the article, uh, mm. Cal's article, that... Um, Stating that GTD somehow doesn't work, um, if you want to promote your articles, if, if you want to promote your upcoming book or your upcoming training or something like that, if it's mm. not GTD, but you want to get attention, it's nice to bring up GTD because mm. um, you will get attention with that framing <laughs> somehow contradicted that, that GTD does not work. Mm. 
And and I can certainly relate to this one with finding information from others. And also really when we talk to the people that attend the courses, because there will be, you know, often there are uh, people that are actually GTDers that will attend the, the fundamentals course. And, um, and they will often say that they struggle to share GTD with others. And I would, I would guess that, that some of our listeners here as well have, have recognized that. And for me, one of the, the issues there was that, you know, just like you stated, you were, sharing your own practice with GTD, not the principles, the five steps on how to manage your workflow. So that really, you know, scares away some people, confuses some people. They don't see how to apply it in their world because the, the list that you use are not the same that, that someone else would use. So yeah, that, uh, that resonates certainly with me as well. One of your other bullet points was uh, looking for alternatives when, uh, in quotes, getting organized wasn't achieved with in parentheses, misunderstood GTD or some particular software? Yeah, um, well, coming back to the Palm PDA, uh, which I just mentioned, um, when I got the Palm PDA, I got it for a very certain uh, purpose. Mm -hmm. uh, I was going to get organized <laughs> and uh, because I was overwhelmed at my work and uh, I was looking for ways to alleviate that uh, stress or burden of, of juggling too many balls. Mm. And uh, I, I thought that when, when I'll get the new bright, shiny gadget that somehow is going to <laughs> get me organized and that will um, solve all my problems. And surprise, it didn't. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> finding GTD was more or less the solution. And uh, this is actually something that, that um, we might actually get from seminar participants too, that um, they've, um, there are lots of applications, lots of different mm. kinds of tools that you can use GTD with. And uh, if you haven't uh, bumped into GTD yet and uh, you are going to get organized, you simply have to look online and you will find lots of different programs that will help you get organized. Mm. Uh, but Usually, if you don't have any, if if you don't have any kind of methodology behind how you are going to get organized, you are just going to end up with huge piles of digital clutter. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I was uh, as we record this podcast, uh, I I, uh, I was on another podcast yesterday uh, talking about this, and he he had asked me previously to send him over some of the most common questions that I would be getting, and the first one I sent him was, well, which app should I download? So it really is that that is where people often start, and and you know, struggling to organize something that you don't know what it is, then then we already have found the first step that you're you're missing from from GCD. Another one you mentioned was um, replacing GTD with something else is not the solution. If you haven't bothered to learn properly, you know, reread the book or things like that, uh, the same problem will carry over to, to you know, other alternatives like, like Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Yeah, uh, that, that's true. I, I, I think that um, when I initially contacted our uh, common friend Morten from mm -hmm. Norway, uh, with the idea of becoming a, a certified GTD trainer, um, he invited me to participate on a GTD. Now I, I can't find the English word. I, I only know <laughs> the Finnish translation. Fundamentals. Okay. <laughs> yeah, GTD fundamentals uh, seminar. And um, 
of course, lots of the stuff that I came um, came to learn at, at that seminar was something I, I already knew. But uh, what really struck me was the simplicity. Uh, and, and I realized, mm. uh, just as you were saying earlier, that uh, when you are presenting what you use yourself to others and, and people try to copy exactly what you do, that does not necessarily work. Mm. And, and so that I found really thrilling in the seminar that um, we are presenting the real bare bones version, which mm. actually works anywhere. You just need to apply it to your own reality. And uh, uh, if if there's something missing from that bare bones installation, uh, then you are not going to solve that problem with finding another solution. For example, uh, if I think that if there's one step that uh, I was struggling with still after over 10 years of using GTD before participating on a fundamentals course, that was clarifying. And I, mm -hmm. I see that that's the same problem with most of the uh, people who have come across GTD before coming to the trainings or, or coachings. They might have a good system in place. They know how to capture, but they usually just transfer the stuff they've captured into their system without mm. clarifying it really intentionally and systematically. And um, so clarifying was something that um, I found that this is the um, one cogwheel that I, I really need to get going in my own system mm. before it's up and running the way I, I want it to be. And if I felt that there was, some, there was something that I was struggling with the system, that, that must have been clarifying as, a, as an individual step. Mm. And then... If um, now now if if I take a a random seminar participant who who has been uh, trying to implement GTD on the on their own mm. and they've come up with uh, some problem that does not work for, work for them at that point they might have looked for other alternatives or solutions online and uh, maybe taking bits or pieces of other methodologies and. Uh, trying to bring them over to GTD to replace that uh, some part of GTD they really hadn't understood yet. Mm, yeah. And I can certainly relate to the challenges that people, uh, or maybe not challenges, maybe I would want to reverse that, maybe that people really appreciate the clarify step once they, they start to get it, once they start to break down their, their, you know, they have these big, you know, huge projects on their list. What's the next action? And that really helps them a lot. So, so more and more, I see that people people are really appreciating to to learn that step. So, so I can certainly recognize that as well. So, I think overall, it's you know safe to say that we both agree that GTD really you know is comprehensive. Uh, but other practices can certainly also add to your use of GTD. And as we were just talking about, you know, walking through this topic in the podcast, one of the things that came up for you was this um, intentional journaling. I think you called it. Um, perhaps you could maybe explain a bit more about this and, and maybe share some tips. Okay, so so this this was actually something I got from outside GTD. Mm. Uh, there's nothing inherently bad in being in, interested in personal productivity. And if you have GTD down, there's no problem in seeing 
uh, whether there are other practices that can um, elevate you even mm. further or add something to your existing practice. And this is actually something I got from um, getting results the agile way. Um, and unfortunately, I can't remember the name of the writer <laughs> at the moment. Uh, but it, it's a fabulous book. Uh, it has some productivity principles and, and this um, is what I mentioned uh, about intentional journaling was that uh, you kind of, you, you can set the tone for the upcoming weeks uh, mm -hmm. via journaling. So so you decide maybe on, on one thing on your profession. What would I like to be true at the end of this week professionally? Uh, mm. Something in your personal life. What would I like to be true at the end of the week regarding my personal life and maybe something uh, relating to your family life? Uh, doesn't really matter what... Uh, areas you select there you could just have one thing there mm -hmm. but at the end of the week you then when you preferably if you're a gtd or you do your weekly review you could actually um, reflect back on that idea uh, whether things that were assisting me in getting that which i wanted to be true at the end of the week or mm -hmm. whether things that weren't working for me is there something that i could improve on so that the next week would be better in regards to this item or question hmm. and i'm guessing since you you hang on to this practice that it really has made a difference for you yeah i would have to say uh that that's something that i've been using myself for years and uh uh i, I would how i would describe it it's like constant improvement on, mm -hmm. on my own practices. So the, if there's there are own practices I, I would like to improve on, then reflecting with these questions actually has helped. Uh, mainly because I've um, paired it up with GTD in a sense that if I find that there's something that is not working, I will capture it, I will clarify it, and I will bring it to my system so that mm. I know that I will systematically try to improve my own practices uh, by identifying these things that aren't working or mm. are working yeah. and then celebrating the ones that do work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and that, that really, I think, demonstrates well that, you know, you can add a lot to your own GTD practice by being inspired by other things. So like you said, it's, it's you know, probably a lot of you listeners out there are really, you know, into productivity and getting input from from other, um, you know, books or, or, or principles that can certainly add to your own practice. Uh, I think from from my own personal perspective, uh, perspective um, you know, other books that um, help you think through higher horizons, for example. That's something that we in the in the book mainly uh, mainly have outlined. Uh, but for you to figure out what's what's out there, there's a lot of good uh, input that you can find from from so many other different uh, different books. So uh, just to make that clear as well. All right. I hope this was uh, valuable for the listeners out there. Just some some more you know insights on this. And thank you so much for your time. You got great insights on this topic. Really appreciate it. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Well, 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 that was uh, an interesting take from Yuka and, and yourself on the, um, why I didn't quit GTD part and um, about the misconceptions about GTD around the world. 
any finishing comments or late comments for this, uh, Lars? Well, um, as expected, a lot of good thoughts from from Yuka, which resonated well with me, um, especially the part about sharing GTD. Um, I think in, in most cases, well-intentioned attempts to share GTD with others, uh, but they, they, they tend to explain how they do or, or fail to do GTD as opposed to mm. sharing the process and allowing themselves to implement GTD. And, and we, we see mm. that all the time also, you know, even for, for people implementing it themselves uh, personally. So, so we'll have seasoned GTD is showing up in, in seminars in Denmark, but there's always something that they still benefit from when we take a step back, zoom out, and, and yeah. introduce them in the fundamentals course to the five steps. So mm. hopefully this triggered some some good thoughts for, for you, the, the listeners out there. And um, if so, we always like to hear from you. You can reach us at GTD, sorry, podcast at gtdnordic.dk. Yes. Good. And uh, will you take us out, Lars, with uh, the last uh, finishing thoughts? Yes, we always wrap up uh, with a reminder for you to head on over to gcdnordic.com to, to learn more. On that site, you will find links to the country websites for each of the Nordic countries. And from there, you can find a lot of articles about GTD. You can find links to the newsletter, social media groups, uh, meetup groups, all that good stuff. And of course, also the different offerings in each of the countries, seminars, speeches, and coaching, both physical and virtual. And if you're outside the Nordics, we recommend you head on over to gettingthingsdone.com to find your local partners. And lastly, as always, we really hope that you find these episodes valuable. If you do, we really appreciate it when you can perhaps share the podcast with a colleague or rate us on iTunes. It really helps the discoverability of the podcast and hopefully helps even more people find GTD and, and learn and gain the benefits of it. Hmm. Well, thank you for listening and uh, until next time, stay safe and stay productive. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.